Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford Issues today. State Representative Mike Sparks joins us, and um, it's a busy day at the old radio ranch today. But it really is. Mm-hmm. A little kind of freezing in here yeah you know it's cold we like to keep it chilly in in the studio <laughs> yeah uh lots of interesting off-air conversation there's there's a lot going on in our world i was just thinking about that right before we went on you know we've got the breaking news out of afghanistan and what's going on there and the yeah. terrorist attack at the airport this morning and covid and i mean it's it's um everywhere you look i, I think people are um you know they're they're tired yeah, uh, with all of the news that I mean, yeah. I think exhausted people I, are just exhausted. Well, the 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 word apocalyptic comes to mind. Mm. The word apocalyptic, you know, I see the floods in Waverly. Yeah, I'm like, man, I mean, how all of a sudden just that one area hitting so so hard and the loss of life, and um, then you see, I tell you, last Wednesday, I was going to Nashville and I was watching the news and seeing the Afghans trying to get on the airplane and seeing them you know the folks fall off and man it just the imagery just got me so i just was so depressed i mean i was like super depressed and i kept thinking why am i so down you know i don't need to be this this depressed i'm i'm very blessed you know and uh for the most part my family's healthy and great country to live in and the freedoms we have here and um i was just so so down and i kept thinking you know it's got to be the news man it's got to be the media, and not to try to harp on the media, but because that was real news. When you see what was going on, that's real stuff, and you think, man, we've just taken our freedoms for granted over here. And um, I thought, man, I'm going to have to go walk or do something, just get this stuff off my mind. But, you know, maybe other people are thinking like I am. It is depressing. You know, um, I, I, I think part of it, this is an opinion, but – it's everywhere the news is everywhere you've got in front of you right now yeah you've got a phone you've got an ipad there six computer screens right here beside me yeah um it's 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 everywhere that i mean so i i think part of it is we don't take the time to for mental breaks anymore it's just all consuming well do you think it gets back to the the spiritual side you know with um I'm not saying just being in church is going to make you better, but um, I do think that as a Christian, you know, we can find some peace and comfort by being around fellow believers and being in church and, you know, um, kind of slowing down and whether it's singing hymns or um, or whatnot, you know, can find some, some comfort. I think our country's gotten too far away from, from the basic values. Um, just love your neighbor as yourself. I mean, what Jesus talked about is – if we done a little bit more of that, I think we'd have a lot less um, problems in our in our society, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, uh, I I just think um, sometimes we need to turn it off, need to have a laugh, yeah, need to sing a song, you know. Oh, I'm, I mean, you really just take a chill pill sometimes, especially what I deal with. I mean, I get, I'll have one call. Um, somebody texting me this morning to put a poll on, on there, um, and I do. You know, I do empathize with this. It's a school teacher. She's got COVID, and she's got 35 people in her classroom. They can't social distance in that classroom. She sh- sent me a video the other day. 
she put a little poll on there about still having, you know, teachers still having to go to work, and even though that, you know, they're going to be susceptible to catching this, and then I'll have another extreme that'll call me and be like, um, "We don't need to mandate masks, you know, and parent control," and I, and I believe in that. So, how do you find the balance? You know, I was just sharing with Barton. And there's so much passion on both sides of, uh, I mean, you know, if you're on one side and the other, I mean, everybody has such a passion. Yeah, I bet there's somebody yelling at the radio right now. What do you Probably. think? Probably. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, if, if my mother had to, she's at Tradition, Smyrna, it's a good place. Sadly, we had to put her in a cis living. She's comfortable with it. But like my mother, she grew up in Scotland. She heard the, the bombs during World War II. Um, they were in the bunkers and all that. So she's seen a lot in her 90-year span of life but she said you know we've always had sickness we've always had you know uh flu and pandemics and she didn't want to get a shot and she says hey if it's her time she's she, in fact she's ready to go now you know she's comfortable she's saying her prayers last night i'm just got her dressed and all but um but there's a little bit of peace for me just talking to my mother you know about her faith because my mom's a strong woman of faith and um she was sharing a story with me the other day it was kind of kind of neat um she wanted to sled, but during wartime, you know, all the metal was being, t- you know, taken up, and you couldn't get metal, and they were really poor. She she was born at the bottom of the Edinburgh Castle and grew up in that little area, little village, and um, she was praying for a sled, a sled, you know. But back then, you know, they were going to melt all the metal down, and um, she said the next morning there was a sled right outside her, what they call flat, you know, and she was like just tripping out that the Lord answered her prayer. She said she used that sled for you know, for weeks, and um, I'm one of them curious people, like, well, whatever happened to the sled? Where'd it go? I'm kind of curious, you know, but to my mom, I would see her as a kid, um, you know, we went to St. St. Rose, I grew up Catholic, and we would be there, and my mother would be like Pentecostal in the Catholic Church, and I don't know how many people can relate to that, but my mother, I mean, on the front row of St. Rose, raising her hands like you'd see in a Pentecostal church, and here I am as a young boy. I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, you know, kind of like embarrassed. God forgive me, but my mother always tied faithfully. I would tie to stop her because we didn't have much. I'm like, mom, that's a lot of money to to give to the church. And I try to stop her from writing the check, and she, you know, she's like, no, no, no. But man, I watched my mother just always. You know, I remember the windshield wipers were broken in the car in a Pinto she had, and she'd be raining. She'd pray over the windshield wipers, and boom, they start working. I was, I mean, as a kid, I was witnessing like miracles, and so that's probably what's what's, you know, impressed upon me, faith and trying to find peace through these storms, you know. Um, but there's a lot of uncertainty, especially in my, my line of business, you know. Well, I heard um, a good part of the action line this morning. Doctor Dan Rudd was on with Bart, and uh, if if you want to just hear the brass tacks of of covid and what's going on and some great questions and and things were answered uh, on the show i'd encourage you to go back and listen but one thing he said which i'd never thought about but he said as as a doctor i can't make you live longer yeah yeah (laughs) everybody basically everybody's going to die and and his job is to help you live as long as you can yes you know and and so that that was an answer to uh, about the vaccines and things. But anyway, COVID nineteen. If you want to take a look at that, uh, check it out. We do have a little bit of breaking news, and then uh, maybe more conversation here. I think we've got a phone call as well. So uh, let's go to CBS News now for a breaking news update. News special report. <laughs> 
bomb victims at a hospital in Kabul, Afghanistan, after a suicide attack near a gate outside the busy airport. CBS News Pentagon correspondent David Martin. We can confirm that the explosion at the Abbey Gate was the result of a complex attack that resulted in a number of U.S. and civilian casualties. We can also confirm at least one other explosion at or near the Barron Hotel, a short distance from the Abbey Gate. Exact number of dead and injured not clear. President Biden's meeting in the White House Situation Room with top officials. The attack is believed to be the work of an ISIS group. CBS's Charlie Daggett. Eyewitnesses from the scene uh, describe a suicide bomber that walked along a sewage canal, walked into the middle of this packed crowd and blew himself up. This has not apparently disrupted any air traffic at the airport in Kabul. CBS News Special Report. I'm Steve Kathan. When the weather's at its worst, we're at our best. Talk Radio WGNS, Murfreesboro, FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, TV 11. It's for Issues, the Smyrna edition today, presented by Turner Security. Turn to Turner Security for uh, residential commercial security needs. They can handle it all at Turner Security. And, um, Mike, I think we've got... Danny Tollison of yeah. Turner Security with us this morning. Yeah, he's a big, big shot back in town. Hey, Dan- hey Danny, how you doing? Yes. Uh, Mike, I'm doing great. How are you today? Doing good. I'm, uh, I know you got called away to, uh, to an appointment. Uh, you were going to be on the air with us this morning. Really yeah. like that system you installed up here at WGNS. What do you call that that system? It's a video doorbell intercom that allows it to come in on the phone or come in through a computer and allows you to let somebody in. We're just you know help, trying to help control access uh, to the building. Uh, you know, once again, as y'all were talking earlier about COVID and, and whatnot, it's, you know, it, it's so hard these days to know what the right thing to do is, the wrong thing is to do. But, uh, you know, limiting access is just part of our life now and limiting uh, access to other people and, and, and having to be distant uh, is just, it just seems like it's a more of a normalcy now. Uh, and it's even, uh, you know, it's, a, it's affecting work. It's affecting uh, the workplace as it goes. Uh, yeah. Uh, our Chattanooga office, we almost had to close it down. We had three people that got COVID uh, just here two weeks ago. So, uh, um, and everybody's doing their, their, you know, we're wearing the mask in front of customers. We're doing the hand sanitizers. Uh, I mean, we're doing all the proper things we think that we're supposed to be doing now. Uh, in, in all fairness, all three of those people did not have vaccines. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, so that's, a, you know, it's another thought process, you know, when they're questioning. So is it, you know, you know, you're seeing workplaces now starting to require some people to have vaccines. And gosh, who would ever have thought we would have got to that point? Yeah, yeah. Well, do you think this is becoming the new norm? Well, I, 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 I hope that it's still just a longer pause that's not the new norm. Uh, but, uh, I mean, it, I, I don't know if it's, uh, the you know, the feeling is as a, uh, as a business owner and uh, uh, just an American, is it okay, is this a... Are we being politicized right now? Is it the news making a bigger deal than what it is? Is it is it real? But then you know it's real because you've got a friend that just got sick and been in the hospital for five days. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so you you know it's real. But how much is it being sensationalized? I mean, what what is real news anymore? What do we you know? How do we how do we know that something's real or not? Yeah, it's hard to make sense of it. You know. Well, well we had, when we had three people that got COVID uh, in the office, so we said, okay, well, what's the proper procedure? And my lady that runs the office down there did a Google search and literally sees three different answers about how long the person should stay away from work, how yeah. long they should be quarantined. Sorry, you know, of course, we're getting them tested before they come back and whatnot. But, uh, uh, I mean, it makes you really stop and think. I mean, 
uh, are we in the largest misinformation highway in the world? I mean, is that is that what we're in right now? And how do you know what you're you're reading or hearing is, is to be factual or not? You know, Danny, uh, as as we've all tried to um, kind of maneuver these waters, the the thing is that it, it's changed so frequently. I mean what to do in the procedure and I, I i understand that it's it's a pandemic it's a novel virus and and all these kind of things to do but um it i i think the the biggest thing that scares most people is the um the uh, the uncertainty of it all no exactly it's the unknown because we really don't know because it is it keeps being a moving target mm-hmm. now you've got this other variant and now we don't know if the vaccine's going to protect you against it and we don't I mean it's so it's uh, we don't know which vaccine's the best right now. Um, you know, it's so it's you know, where do you get your correct information? How do you know that you're doing the right thing? Well, I know one thing from you is is I see you and, and how hard you work and, and a great local businessman, but you do also take time for yourself and, and turn it off, turn away and 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 spend some time living life and i think that's hard for some people to do but gosh um i mean when you're when you're at work and you're doing work you're doing that 150 miles an hour and you know take a day to play and do that too and and i think you you kind of get that oh i've I've actually know what i've kind of let covid actually take the negative of covid and actually turn it into a a positive uh with my wife who kind of joked to that we've been to Mexico so many times in the last two years, we uh, uh, we're going to keep going back until we speak Spanish. But it's a it's an escape. They make you feel safe. You're on a resort that's 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 taking everybody's temperatures and everybody's been tested, and it, you just you feel comfortable. And so uh, I don't know what if I did. I mean, I had COVID. I got sick for three days, but I don't know. I could get the new variant that comes back. I don't know. So we've just. Uh, we're trying to work hard and uh, also try to make smart decisions, but but not to let it affect the. Uh, uh, you know, we're actually taking more vacations now. Hmm. I, I mean, we just don't know, so uh, we work hard and, and and we take off. I mean, matter of fact, we're going again uh, here in uh, two weeks. We're going back to Mexico, so it'll be third time this year. Well, work hard and play hard, but I, I did want to make mention <laughs> of that work hard part because. You know, for years we had tried and here at the radio station to figure out some way to, you know, have a, an entry system and, and that kind of thing yeah. here. Um, well, you, and you really building, need it here, too. Yeah, we do. And uh, this building's been here since the 1950s and et cetera. But, um, you know, we, we talked to several people and they said, no, we, we can't do that. Yeah. We wouldn't touch that job. And yeah. that, that never came out of Danny or any of the guys that came up here to do the do the work. And... We had some challenges along yeah. the way, but they figured it out and and did a great job. So, but that's that's what uh, owning a local business you kind of get that. Yeah, is is kind of my roundabout point. Uh, yeah. local businesses really understand what it takes and well, one thing about others. about Danny, you know, him and I went high school together in junior high, and um, I got a lot of dirt on on Danny. And, um, <laughs> you keep saying that, <laughs> and uh, but I had uh, I had, uh, I was in a Zoom call last year. My my. I just couldn't get the Zoom to work on my computer, and Danny, he knew what was going on at Rotary, and he said, man, bring that laptop over here. I'm going to tell you what, they hooked me up. Who's that guy that fixed my laptop over there, Danny? Greg. That was Greg. Yeah, yeah Greg, man, what, what's yeah. his last name? Watson. Greg Watson. Yeah, he, he really took good. care of me, and, 
And then we done that little conference with Dr. Ming Wang talking about common ground, and, and you hosted that for us. We still did our distancing, you know, in your conference room. So, so he, I appreciate he, it. He was certified in Windows 95. Is that what it was? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, no, don't, don't take him back that far. I believe he actually had an operating system Windows 98. Yeah, oh, y'all, so y'all, you, y'all hurt, my, of- hurt my feelings making fun of my laptop, you know. <laughs> yeah. And my phone. Well, I see the phone you've got. My goodness. It's, it's a little better. It's hard to know. Hey, Mike, I just I got to ask because I didn't get to make it in the studio today, and it kind of off subject a little bit. Did you make it? Did you get your cup of coffee before you made it in this? Man, morning? I did not. I was running a little late, to be honest with you. Okay. I was yeah, I, I was I was trying to text a guy who was supposed to be in the studio with me, and he couldn't make it, so yeah. he got me flustered. I was a little late. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, make sure you have a cup of coffee in your hand. Next usually, time. I, usually I carry coffee better. up here to the station. You know. One yeah, of the things yeah. that uh, we wanted to, uh, that Mike wanted to talk with you about, Danny, is uh, kind of the the job market and the situation going on. I mean, are, are you like most other businesses having a hard time finding employees there? Uh, oh, absolutely. I mean, so I mean, I, I think there's a few factors with it. I think there's people that are still scared of COVID. I think we've got a lot of unemployment that was out there, and a lot of people took advantage. Of the they could make more money to stay at home than they could go somewhere else. You know what? At first, yeah. I was kind of mad at some of those people, but at the same time, too, I, as a, a government, we offered that out and we handed that out, and it was it was there and it was simple taking. So, uh, you know, we are having a hard time finding uh, good people. We're we're working hard at it now. We're taking some different approaches with it and just trying to find people that are in in uh, in situations that are in doing jobs that are beneath them and trying to give them a better opportunity and a better career. But it's. It's hard finding good people, and it's hard to, to keep them right now. I've never, I mean, I, I read an article this morning that Cisco, the largest uh, food distributor, uh, is having a problem getting food to, to restaurants right now because they're short-staffed. Wow, yeah. Well, I mean, and so uh, so the, who would have ever thought that the pandemic would have lasted this long that it's affecting the, the ability to get uh, items from one thing? I'm having a hard time getting equipment. I'm having a hard time getting cameras. I'm having a hard time getting power supplies um and it's and they're saying that well it's all because of covid well is it because of covid and and you had people that got sick or is it because you can't get people to work or is it that you can't get these chips that are are mysteriously yeah. just missing out there in the world that we can't get our hands on I, so, I'd, I'd heard um, about some of that going on and and also about how you know the christmas rush this year to to you know and when, when there's a lot of consumer money that's out there there may not be a lot to pick from and yeah. you know uh, supply chain issues that uh, that are coming about so I, i'm sure that that's frustrating as, as well danny you might have several jobs lined up but you can't get the equipment to install oh that's exactly right we were 40 percent up last year and very very blessed and busy last year in a pandemic a lot of it is because people were scared crime rates go up and people need more security so just kind of part of it uh, but inherently we probably could have doubled and done 100 percent more in sales if i had the people yeah. And and so right now that's the that's the that's the hardest part of it. I mean, and uh, it's 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 hard to get your 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 thoughts around that when we we don't have less people in the world after the pandemic. I wouldn't think. I would think there's still people. I mean, so uh, why is the job market so hard? Why is it so hard to get people to to want to come to work? I mean, is it COVID or is it the unemployment? Is it you know what is the the real answer there? Exactly. Well, uh, any final thoughts here from you two gentlemen? 
Well, I, I, I got to, I'll share with Danny. I, had, I got to talk to Randy Boyd um, two weeks ago, UT President Randy Boyd. Randy's a brilliant businessman. I got to talk to him about the semiconductor and the lack of workforce development, whether it's in, in nursing or, or, or nursing homes or education. And one thing about Randy, Randy gets it. He, he gets it. But I, I just made the comment that it's at the level of a national security threat. Um, because if you can't get people, well, to even join the military, you know, we we had the opportunity to fly up with the Blackhawks about six weeks ago, and that was kind of a little recruiting effort uh, to just get get the message out. But they're having a little bit of a tough time, and you know, we're we're seeing it, um, and it's to me, it's a very alarming. But Danny, thanks for what you do, and thanks for um, being supportive of WGNS and being so supportive of uh, of our community and always uh, having a servant's heart to help others. Yeah, they know. And thank y'all for everything you do, and thank you, Mike, for everything you do, and uh, and uh, thank you, Mike, for bringing up the tough discussions. And if I can just leave with two things, uh, we had somebody come in our office, and they came to work for us recently, last couple months. Long story short, she was going through some rough issues, and what I've discovered over the last few weeks is that uh, people in life uh, seem to take the first no, uh, especially when it comes to medical problems, without looking at a second solution. So yes. if I could offer anything up for anybody, don't take the first no as an answer and always look for a second solution. Amen. Yes. Uh, it, it can save lives and uh, and make lives better. Yes. All right, Danny. Thank appreciate you, Danny. it. Right. Thank you. All right. Thank you all. Uh, Mike, I plug for your show. We'll see you on Sunday nights, right? Yeah, Rutherford Magazine, new show we've been doing about four months. Tune in 5 p.m. I'm going to have, um, so if they if they, if they they follow through, some recent drug court graduates from um, – uh, Judge Jimmy Turner's uh, graduation, just really knocking it out over there. Well, my hat goes off to Mayor Kitchen, uh, Judge Barry Tidwell, Lisa Ashad, and Howard Wilson, and and others that's uh, involved Don Ash. So we're going to try to have a couple of graduates up talk about addiction and and recovery and and how much that saves the taxpayers and money and really just turns lives around. So thank you, Pettis Reed, and others out there who are so supportive of the drug court program. All right, uh, Sunday night, 6 o'clock. No, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock, that's right. 5 until 6 right here on WGNS. And uh, if you missed any part of our conversation today, be sure to check the podcast at WGNSradio.com under Podcast and Rutherford Issues or even on iTunes and Spotify. Mm